Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. And thank you for joining us on this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. I'm your host, Rebecca Cressman. What a joy it is for me. Uh, we've got an upcoming event that is an interfaith women's conference. It's called You Got This. And and I love that title just as it is. The co-founder is here with us, Connie Sokol. Connie, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me here. It's I, so wonderful. I love the positive affirmation. You got this. <laughs> oh, and that's it with an exclamation mark. Right. And, and because we all need it. Also joining us in studio besides Connie Sokol is Nubia Peña. Now, Nubia, you have a lot of hats as Connie does. And we'll talk a little bit about that. But you are a lawyer. Yes. And you work in, is it the criminal justice system? I do. So Mm -hmm. I am a juvenile defender and I work with the Utah Juvenile Defender Attorney's Office. So I primarily uh, work with adolescents in delinquency proceedings. But in addition to that, I also work as the training and prevention specialist at the Utah Coalition Against Sexual Assault. So I travel across the the state, um, bringing empowerment and understanding around how do we eliminate sexual violence? How do we equip people? first responders and those that work directly with survivors to provide trauma-informed care. Right. And, and that in itself um, is, is so extraordinary because one of our greatest fears is becoming a victim that way. And then understanding that it is, in some cases, we can take steps to help prevent it. But then more importantly, what do we do when it's happened? How do we treat those who are victims of sexual assault? We'll talk more about that. And of course, she's one of our uh, keynote, or shall I say, closing speakers at this event. Connie, tell us a little bit. I mean, you have many roles, but tell us how you envisioned you got this. <laughs> oh, it came about so unexpectedly. We, I got together with a gal, Wendy Bunnell, and we were just talking, doing a podcast, and she has done conferences, joyful living conferences for, you know, Elizabeth Smart, Dan Clark. And I said, you know what I would love? And we got talking about different kinds of conferences. I would love to do a conference that involves all women. And she said, me too. And then before you know it, we're talking about what about all women who can link arms in faith, where we just come together as women and then women of faith, no matter what that looks like. And we deal with our life challenges and talk about how do we deal with our life challenges through faith, through family, through community. And we just break down some barriers. What if we had an experience like that? Well, before you know, within two weeks, all the snowball just starts and we've got headliners and speakers and we've got, and before you know it, we now have this incredible conference and it is not overplaying it to say it is incredible. Every time I think about it, I get giddy. It's fantastic. Well, and it's first of its kind. So Nubia, I'm sure when you were uh, hearing about it or invited to be a part of it, what what caught your eye? Because you said you have ministry as well. Yes. Well, and really the opportunity to come together with other women who love God, who love their faith, who are able to relate and to speak openly and authentically um, with complete conviction about who they are in relation to their father in 
heaven. I just thought this is a space I want to be a part of. And so um, I'm really grateful for Connie, for Wendy, and also for my sister in the movement um, to empower other women, Selena Milner, who recommended me for this opportunity, where I just thought, thank you for giving me this space to be able to come and share empowerment and inspiration to women that just need to be reminded, you are divine, you have purpose, you were created to be able to be more than ordinary. And we need to walk away uh, from that space really believing that. I want to I want to talk about some of the topics that, as you were thinking, what are the things we need to hear? What are the things we could share? Because one of the things I just spoke about not too long ago, a couple of weeks ago, is that in life, there are always obstacles. In life, there are always challenges. And often we think there might be something wrong with us or something wrong <laughs> yeah. with this because all of a sudden life is much more difficult. Something has happened to us. And my point was this in this life, and especially as someone um, who, who has a strong faith, the understanding that this world that we live in will, there's nothing wrong, shall I say, for, uh, to having a challenge because that is part of our, our worldly experience. So tell, tell me a bit Absolutely. about that. Well, and it's about growth. And I think sometimes we as women, when we're going through a challenge, we do feel that way. When we're trying so hard to do so much good and then feeling less than at the end of the day, instead of embracing that and saying, okay, everybody has challenges, even though the neighbor down the street doesn't look like she has a single one, but we all have challenges. And can we be a little bit general, uh, authentic? Can we be a little bit genuine? Can we be a little bit open with, you know what, I'm doing this and I'm going through that instead of isolating. That's what women tend to do. And we're sucking down cheesecake and we're crying on our pillow and we're not being able to reach out to someone and feel like they've got our back or that we have tools to deal with. So that's what we're offering at this conference. It is not just a feel good, happy, you know, day. It's hope, tools, and connection so that when those women leave, they will not only feel filled to their souls, and I can guarantee you will, you will not believe the stuff we haven't planned, but you will feel filled to your soul yourself so that you can go back into phase two and bring that tools, the connection, that hope that you just gained, get it back into your family's life that day if you choose and get results so that you can feel like I can do this. I've got this. Uh, for those of you who joined us, you're recognizing the voice. You're probably shaking your head saying, I've heard her before. <laughs> Connie Sokol not only uh, was a, a partner of mine a number of years ago as we worked on a women's radio station. Since then, she has, and, and even at that time, you had always been involved in helping women in particular um, feel like they're managing their life, giving them tools and inspiration. And you talked about being genuine, talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly in life. And then you've, you've transitioned into so many roles, not only in your private business, uh, but, you know, we have a chance to see you in Studio 5 talking about family life. So she does have an, uh, a lot of experience talking about women in general, sharing women, sharing stories with yes. you as well. So this is something that uh, you have a Ph.D. in, basically. Yeah, bless you. Yeah. And that's what we want for women is to have this opportunity to create awareness of one another's lives. We have a panel of women who are Muslim, non-denominational, Baptist, LDS, who will be sharing how they deal with their life challenges with their faith and be able to share what's called a day in the life, a, a video montage of this is how I do my day. This is how I deal with what's coming at me so that not only can we have some awareness about one another, but we can put our arms around each other. We can look into each other's eyes and go, wow, you're more alike with me than I realized before. In your role as, uh, uh, as you have worked with women, especially women who may have been a victim of assault, sexual assault, do you find that they are particularly uh, full of self-doubt and, and, and needing to kind of plug back into that? I mean, regaining that sense of strength to me would be quite the challenge. 
Absolutely. And, you know, I think when you take a step back and before we look at the the victim or the survivor, let's look at the culture and lo- let's look at the way that society treats individuals who disclose. They're blamed. They're told you should have done something to prevent it, to stop it. When in reality, what we should be teaching about prevention is that there's only one person that can stop it and prevent it. And that's the rapist. That's the perpetrator. So we currently have a lot of women who are walking with the burden of their assault as if they could have done something to stop it. And it's not their fault. And they also walk around with a lot of shame because they feel as if somehow they're damaged and they're not. So what does it mean to be able to come into a space to just be reminded you are of worth, that you have value, that you are whole, even though right now they might not feel it? And to also stand in solidarity with women who have shared a common experience. Because unfortunately, sexual assault is very common in our community. It used to be like one out of three. It's I, still I, one is in it three. Still one it's in still three. one in three. Sexual assault being one of the highest in children because we have so many of them. So unfortunately, what we have is young girls, young boys, young children who have been survivors of sexual violence, who rarely disclose and rarely get the help that they need, who grow up to be broken men and women. And they have nothing to anchor them. So where are they finding their healing? They self-medicate. They self-sabotage. They engage in unhealthy, absolutely destructive relationships because they have no foundation. So what better space than to come in to be reminded? You can find comfort. You can find healing. And you can have full recovery. And there just needs to be a better um, information and, I think, dialogue around what that could look like for people. Not only is Nubia um, Pena... Uh, a lawyer who's working with the criminal justice system, specifically with juvenile delinquents, but she also is a part of a ministry, and she will have the closing remarks at an event that we are sharing with you called You Got This, an interfaith women's conference, April 14th, 9 to 4 at the UCCU Center on UVU's campus. Let me give you the date again, April 14th. From 9 to 4 at the UCCU Center on the UVU campus, which means you're going to take that University Parkway exit. That's where we want you to go. Um, Let's talk, and we'll share information about how people can register. In fact, let me just give it right now. Yougotthiswomen.com. That's right. Yougotthiswomen.com. E-N, not woman. Mm -mm. Not you got this woman. You got this this woman.com. Let's talk about some of those key uh, 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 presenters because a a friend of mine, Paige Holland, will be presenting. Will be presenting. Mm -hmm. It is an incredible lineup. And I love that this idea is everyone is going through a challenge, whether it's assault, whether it's a child that's gone into things that they, that rehab, whether it's a woman who is dealing with depression, whether it's just transitioning and going through life transitions. It doesn't have to be this, you know, over the head kind of experience. We're all, as women, going through one, two, three, five huge things at a time. And that's why we want a safe place for every woman to come and get something from the day. So everybody that is participating has been chosen to be able to choose something to share that because they're authentic, because they're genuine, their message will resonate and give them tools. So we have Paige Holland giving those opening remarks. And then we have Amanda Wilkinson, who will talk about reframing your life challenges. We'll have Wendy Bunnell, who's talking about identifying your divine identity, being able to utilize that in a daily basis. I'll be talking about finding the balance and the daily the go-go, finding the joy, being able to pull it back to center and not feel so off kilter all the time and that less than feeling at night, but being able to feel purposeful, organized, and joyful. We also have others that will be presenting on women leadership and others who will be presenting on depression, anxiety, and stress management, how to deal with those within ourselves and our loved ones. So we have 
absolute solid topics that women, when they listen, they're going to feel this resonating and then feel like, I'm good. I can get this. I can do something about this. I don't have to sit here and wring my hands and feel like this is taking over. Tell me, uh, and you mentioned it, uh, by the way, Connie Sokol and Nubia Pena joining me as we're talking about the You Got This Interfaith Women's Conference coming up April 14th. Tell me again, uh, for me, what caught my eye is when I looked at the word interfaith, Mm. because we do live in a community that has a predominant religion. And sometimes that can cause us to live in bubbles where we don't overlap and we don't have a chance to really connect and learn from each other and engage with each other. So the idea for interfaith, to me, that opened up the the uh, the arms of this conference. And, and whose idea was it to bring in the interfaith? Well, that's what was so funny is when Wendy and I were talking, we're like, you know— we have neighbors who are of different religions, and we connect with them. But on on a larger scale, how often are we meeting a Muslim woman, a Baptist woman? Uh, and I say that just in the beliefs of Jewish or whatever that we kind of define each other by. How often are we understanding who they are and what their lives are like? We can kind of, like you said, be in our bubbles. And that's, I find, of most any religion. We get kind of, you know, in our little world and not even maliciously, but just doing our thing. And we wanted to create an opportunity for, like I said, that awareness and then that sitting by another person, seeing a woman with a, a burqa, if I have said that right. Yeah, I mean, seeing these things and feeling it and then being able to all be able to, you know, reconnect on this baseline of faith that we turn to one another and look into each other's eyes and say, well, what, what do you do with your faith? And how, what do you, how do you handle this challenge? And feeling the empowerment of that faith of whatever tenets you believe in, whatever that is for you, then you know, re-strengthen it, energize it, be able to walk out of that conference and go, yeah, I do have this because I have that divine help, whatever that looks like to them. So this interfaith is actually historic. We did not know where surely something has been done before now. We can't have just come up with this. But in this manner and in this kind of a grand scale, it has not been done before. So we are making it possible for women to bring their sisters, their their mothers, their aunts, their cousins, and everybody come today and enjoy that environment together as a shared experience. That's our dream. All right. And, and Nubia, tell us about your ministry. What do you do? So a lot of the work that I'm doing with this ministry, Royalty Rising, um, it is doing advocacy and outreach for at-risk young girls and girls who have been sex trafficked. And again, with wow. a lot of the clients that I have and so much of the work that I've done, uh, we have little girls that are walking around that feel bro- broken and that feel like no one has prayed for them, no one has loved them, no one has seen them, they're invisible, and they want to be forgotten. And in a lot of ways, we desperately need, as women, to come together, regardless of the faith, to pray over our nation. There's a lot of pain that we have in our communities, and I really do believe that when women come together, we can heal. Our unified voice can bring healing and transformation. And regardless of whether the name of your God is different than mine, do we have something that ground us? And can we use that moment of solidarity to bring compassion in a way that's never been done before? It's interesting that you brought that. And I know you have a deep, um, intimate knowledge of how a child who's been a victim is feeling that sense of being left alone because aren't our children our most vulnerable people in this world? And aren't they relying upon the adults in their life to protect them? And very often their closest adults in their life are those who betray that trust, not only by either not protecting them or be being the perpetrators themselves. So or how, go ahead. they're teaching them to be broken. They're teaching them that they are not resilient, that they have no skills and nothing to be 
of a solid foundation. Like I have a young girl who was a survivor of trafficking and her mother was um, heavily into drugs. Her father passed away. Her uncle abused her and there was no one that taught her how to survive this world. So she walked the streets and she was exploited by several men in various states. So how we need women to be able to tap into their worth and their divine power and know that regardless of the scars that they carry, regardless of the trauma, the pain, the difficulties, the trials, the challenges that they're facing, that they are extraordinary, that they are fierce, powerful, beautiful, brilliant, bold, and that they really can overcome this. Mm, I love that. Nubia Pena, tell me the name again of your ministry. Royalty Rising. Royalty Rising. Isn't that a wonderful evocative image? And that is so true. And I love the point that you bring when the mothers know then they can teach their children. And it does the hand that rocks a cradle, you know, rocks the nation. It's so true. That's what we want for this conference, that women, we know it's crazy busy. We know that there's 52 sporting events on that day and there's all kinds of things going. But what in six months, in a year, in 10 years is going to matter from what you do on that day? This is the kind of conference that it is. You come... Sorry, it does tear me up. I apologize. I do. My heart is touched because so many women I talk to struggle. And they say, if I could just get a space, if I could just get two minutes to pull myself together. And I say, come, come for a few hours. Get your space. Get filled. Get Be able to get back in the ring with more tools and more ability and more love that you have felt. Get that healing that you need because you're the one that has to choose it. So clear the space. Clear the Saturday, April 14th, and make it happen because we will deliver that. You will be in an environment where you will feel loved, you will feel hope, and you will rise. I think that's important, too, because there are times that we might even have girlfriends or confidants with whom we share our experience. And that's an important thing to to stay out of our isolation and to share that. But the next step besides sharing our experiencing is knowing what tools and what steps I can take to feel like I am moving my life in a direction that I can I can influence and control. Because often we'll hear, if we don't have expertise, we listen to our good friend and we say, we're so sorry you're feeling that. Maybe you could try this. This is one of those events, as I look, that you're going to be giving concrete tools and yes. information so that if we are struggling with anxiety, if we are struggling with a child who committed suicide and took his or her life and broke our heart and, and broke our, our, our faith in, in life, if we're having a child, I mean, individual, yes. if, we're, if we've been divorced, if we're struggling at work, we don't know, we'll go back to school, whatever our challenge is, that there are answers and tools and solutions at this conference. Absolutely. And that's the joy. And I want to bring up the joy factor because above everything, this thread that will run through it is joy. It's going to be an uplifting day. We're going to deal with the difficulties, but we're doing it in a way that leaves you feeling uplifted. We have entertainment from Deborah Bonner Unity Choir, which if you don't know, it's all different ethnicities and they are, they're Oh, beautiful in their voice. They're going to sing This Is Me from The Greatest Showman. And we have Jane, an acapella choir. We have Clint Pulver. If you don't know who he is, he is an amazing speaker, and he will be our MC. He brings energy and life. will have you tapping your toes, standing up on your feet, clapping and enjoying. We want the women to know they are going to feel so happy when they are done with this day. And that is our joy. That is the goal that we have, is you get purpose, you get joy, you get tools, you get all of that in one day. Isn't it funny, not it funny, but maybe it tells us a lot about ourselves, that the one song from the biggest musical movie that has been out in the list is This Is Me, mm-hmm. the story of a bearded woman 
who came out of the shadows and learned to accept herself and see that there was so much she could give. That resonated because there's so many of us who feel like even we're in the middle of the storm that we are isolated and yet... This is me. Let me celebrate who I am and and regain my power. And I really hope that, um, I guess maybe this is my personal call to action for for young women who are listening to this or women across every generation, that if they think, but I don't know who God is and I don't have a relationship with him. And so maybe this isn't my space. I would say join to have a better understanding of what is possible. The tears are flowing Mm -hmm. here today. It's okay. In, In fact, because that talks to or speaks to the, the personal commitment that you feel about having people feel that sense of the divinity within them. Well, and I think so many mm-hmm. uh, individuals just have a misconception about what God is or who God is and who it can, who he can be for them because they know the God of their fathers, an individual or a person or a deity or something that is just so unapproachable and that is wrathful and angry and that's just not the God I know. And so I always just want to have an opportunity to tell people, I want you to feel comforted. I want you to know that there is peace. I want you to know that there is a space of quiet when you are literally facing trials and tribulations. And it seems like you're in that eye of the storm that nothing is ever going to make you reach dry ground. And yet there is. There is that. And I want people to have that. Thank you. Nubia Peña will be uh, giving the closing remarks. uh, And Connie Sokol, not closing remarks. You'll be, where where are you going to be? Keynotes. Yes, there'll be several. And it will be the kind of thing that you can feel that solidarity that she is talking about with women, that you come as you are and you just be in that moment. This is an experience. It's not just a conference, check it off and write down some notes. This is a day of experience. And just like Nubia was saying, where you can come and feel that healing. I truly agree and believe the second that women let down their guard and connect with other women, we work wonders. You see that even just at the park and the playground when women are watching each other's kids and we've all got this eye of the tiger of the mama. I love it. And when women Women come together, incredible things happen. I can't even begin to imagine the energy that is going to be there that day because good women will be gathering, good women where they are, in whatever life situation they have, and know that they are welcome, and we're happy to have them there. And whatever, as uh, Nubia said, uh, wherever they are on their faith journey. Exactly, on their faith journey. From from 0 to 100, wherever you may find yourself, you are welcome. It's the You Got This Interfaith Women's Conference, April 14th, 9 to 4, at the UCCU Center. That's at the UVU campus. The webpage is yougotthiswomen.com. Can we talk about, oh, there's an early bird registration. Yes. We better mention that. For just a little bit longer, mm-hmm. $39. And then there's, which is, it's a $109 conference. We have the most, Lieutenant Governor Cox and his wife, Abby, are even going to be giving remarks. They're I mean, so we great. have, they mm-hmm. are wonderful, so fun. There are so many goodies that are here today, but we wanted to make it open and available to everyone. $39, that's twice at Wendy's. So we wanted to make it, everyone can come. Then after that, it's going to be 59 at the door. So just get them now. And also we have a buy three, get one free ticket. So if you go on, there's a $49 option where you can buy kind of a group discount so that you can get your mother, your sister, your aunt and enjoy the day together. And let's talk about the daughters because Nubia brought that up. So what are the ages that we think would be appropriate for this con? Uh, this event. I think that 16 is a great age to start bringing in your young girls. They're going to have questions about who they are, where are they supposed to find their identity about their femininity. And I think that that's really a great space to especially process afterwards. Who are you as a young woman? 
who are you in your society, in your community, and how are you going to build healing as you move forward? As you, go ahead. And we are hoping that mothers will come with their daughters and doesn't need to be that way. But if they have a daughter that's 16 or older, if they can come and then they can have that dialogue afterwards. What did you think? What did that make you feel? How did you feel about what was being said? And how does this fit in your life? This is what we hope for between members of the family, especially women. When I was thinking too, as you were describing uh, so many different um, uh, challenges that are out in life and joyous moments, but I was thinking of the faces of the people I know that have either reached out privately to me or shared with me, and I'm thinking, is there a way for those of us who want to give the gift of an attendance to this event, $39, to say, you got this. I believe in you. And then maybe I provide the babysitting. Or, you know, <laughs> <laughs> although I'm going to be at your event. But, but that, I love that, it. that sense of, of saying, hey, I, I know where you're at. I know where this journey, I think this is something that I'd love. And let me give you the gift of attending. I love that. And I mm-hmm. think that way you feel like you can do more than just say, I'm so sorry, and pat them on the back, which is good too, and look them in the eyes. But when you can give them something to springboard them to shift, to make a change in their situation, that's priceless. Well, and I can also already think about a couple of young girls that are low income and, you know, would really benefit from this opportunity. But again, no one could have, you know, their mom can't afford to send them. So, you know, at the Boys and Girls Club or at some of those youth uh, resource centers, um, the the girls group home where a lot of the parents, they have their rights terminated or the foster care. I mean, if they just want to donate a couple of tickets so that some of these young girls can attend, I think that'd be exceptional. I love that. Buy the tickets, bring them and and donate them. We've Mm -hmm. also offered to any um, interfaith church, if they have 10 people that they send, then we give a one free ticket as a scholarship to somebody who they think maybe couldn't attend otherwise. Love the bridges that are being built. And I love the hope and the and the information and, and the support and the reality check that you're providing. The first ever making history right here in Utah. Nubia Peña, mm-hmm. Connie Sokol. Connie, of course, the co-founder of You Got This, the Interfaith Women's Conference. Who's the other co-founder? Wendy Bunnell? Amanda Wilkinson Amanda and w- Wendy Bunnell. Okay. Amanda Wilkinson, tell me where she's at. She is, she's a speaker. She's a life coach. She does a lot with grief and trauma, and she helps women be able to recover and then move forward. Like she, well, I was saying, she helps you reframe the challenge and be able to put it into perspective and be able to continue to move on. And Wendy Bunnell has been a speaker and she has done she is a speaker and she has done a program called from critical to confident and so she helps you again get tools to move from this broken place to be able to get solid wonderful and of course you can go online and get more details and revisit everything that we've talked about today so that you can dig in and make the commitment and empower yourself to give yourself permission uh, to attend this event you got this interfaith women's conference april 14th from nine to four at the UCCU Center on the UVU campus. May I thank you, Connie, for the the dream and the vision, and then the power it took to make it happen, right? (laughs) Talk about everyday faith. Strengthening it every day. And it's been a miracle journey, and it's been incredible. And isn't it wonderful that it's gravitating and bringing people like Nubia Pena, who's already been... Her elbows have already been deep and and changing and changing lives. I received that. Thank you so much. And rebuilding that. Thank you so much. Looking forward to both of you. And thank you. If you want more information about this, is there an email we can send out? You can go to the Mm -hmm. yougotthiswomen.com and everything you need is there and you can contact us. And if you need a personal connection, you can go to Connie at ConnieSokol.com. And that's S-O-K-O-L. Just in case if you aren't able to find what you need. I'll navigate that. Get you where you need to go. Wonderful. Thank you for joining us on this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum.